Our lesson this morning is, what seal are you carrying? What seal are you carrying? A seal mark a genuineness or authentic or design or initial or other device placed on a letter or document or etc. It's a stamp, a signal, a ring. It's also used for making such an impression to attest or to confirm the truth of genuineness or of promise, bargaining, etc. To certify as being accurate, exact, or given size quality and capacity. When God placed his seal on your life, he set you up to be victorious in your walk with him. Being sealed by God brings on spiritual attacks of the enemy because you have been given a better destination. You have been afforded an opportunity of obtaining eternal life. God's seal gives you the privilege to come into his presence with thanksgiving and praise. These are the type of spiritual seals of life, and you and I must take, make a choice of which brand we will wear. Those types are the seal of the enemy and the seal of God. Those are the only two seals that exist. We got to fall to one or the other. There is no in between or there is no such a thing as I'm not going to wear no seal. You're going to wear a seal because it's going to be a spiritual seal which is going to determine which direction you are headed. It's going to be a seal of sin or it's going to be a seal of righteousness. Them the only two that exist. Amen. Sin is known as disobedience to what God has spoken against and have no desire to make it right with God. It operates under the authority of the maker or the author who is called Satan. If you have no desire to obey God, you have no other choice but to obey Satan. Amen. If you remember in your past life, you did everything you could get away with. You did everything and was prepared to do even more or do it over again. Come on somebody. In your past life. You didn't just do something one time. And it was done. You was a repeater. Come on now. And, and, and guess what. If, we, if it was something that we liked. We gravitated to it. Amen. You put your best foot forward. Being a sinner. Why can't we put our best foot forward in being a saint? Amen. 
Man, when you was a sinner, they used to tell you, wasn't ain't nobody like you but you, Ro. Huh? They used to tell them, man, you're the man. Boy, you know how to, you know how to do it. And guess what? Those accolades, we liked it, them accolades. Come on, somebody. Amen. They probably told Sister Marty, girl, you sure know how to draw them men your way. <laughs> and guess what? Those accolades that they gave us in, the, in our flesh, we welcomed them. Amen. So what they did, they set a mark on us. Actually, if you really look at it on the spiritual side, it set a mark on us for failure. It set a mark on us that we were not pleasing God. But we were we gravitating to the appetite that the enemy had given us. Amen. We didn't know no better, so we didn't do no better. Huh? One wrong act led to another and another. And you were feeling good in your flesh about it. The enemy created a habit in your flesh that made you crave for more wrong. To the point that you were a tool in the hands of the enemy of your soul. We were helping him kill us. He gave you an appetite that tasted good to your flesh, but it was poison to your soul. But you were hooked on it. You were hooked on the taste of the sin, and you had the I can't help it. We said we wasn't going back, and you went back. We said we weren't going to do it no more, and we did it twice. Come on, somebody. We had the I can't help it syndrome. Come on now. There's a passage of scripture that says, when I desire to do good, evil is always present. Huh? That, that I hate to do, that I find myself doing. Come on now. So he said, and then I realized that it was a, another war in my members. Wow. So yeah, guess what? Your soul and your flesh is battling all the time. Your soul want to be saved and your flesh is saying, give me all. Let me get what all I can get. Amen. And your soul is telling your flesh, you're killing me, you're killing me. Well, John 8 and 43 said, why do you not, Jesus told was speaking and he said, why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word. Why did he say that? Because your enemy will not let you receive what God is saying. 
Huh? It is, think about it. Before you really actually got in the church, everybody that talked to you about church, you didn't hear it and you didn't want to hear it. Am I right about that? So, therefore, you could not hear the words of, of, of God because guess what? Your enemy would not let you listen. You thought it was just you. But your enemy would not allow you to listen to anything that was right. But look what he said in the 44th verse. He said, you are of your father, the devil. And the lust of your father, you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abided not in the truth. Now, <coughs> this murdering as well, this spiritual murdering. Because guess what? In our past life, we killed a many folks with our tongue. Come on, somebody. And you may have thought that it didn't really matter or that it didn't, uh, it, it wasn't a big deal, but you don't know how bad it took on the person that you spoke it to. And some of them right today still got a, a, got a residue of what you said to them. Come on now. Because guess what? The devil is going to keep repeating it to him and keep repeating it over and over and over again. Um, Sister Lee said, I wasn't no good and wasn't going to never be nobody. And then guess what? Every time I get the feeling down on myself, it's going to repeat what Sister Lee said to me. Amen. That's the work of the enemy trying to seize your mind. Come on now. So, then he turned around and he said, he was a murderer from the beginning and abided not in the truth because there's no truth in it. The devil can't tell you nothing good. He can't tell you nothing right because ain't no right in him. Amen. And it's bad that when we go and we go and get advice from the wrong folk where they got no right in them. Come on now. When you run to the street and get advice, you getting all the wrong advice you possibly can because it's not from God. It might sound good to you. It might feel good to you, but the end results of it is going to be destruction. So, he said that when he speak a lie, he speak of his own. When the devil speaks a lie, he's talking about his own self. He, talking, he, he is referencing to his own family. And his family is all those that speak lies with him. You know why I said that? Because he said, for he is the, a liar and the father of lies. So if we are taking part, if we are partaker of his lies, then guess what? The scripture is saying, that's your daddy. 
child of God. Not if you continue in line. You continue in line. No, you're not. You belong to another daddy. Your daddy is the enemy. Because the Bible already said he's the father of all lies. And some folks think lying ain't nothing. To send you to hell. It says, 45th verse said, and because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Here Jesus is speaking to the nation of Israel, and he's telling them, said, here I am telling you the truth, and you believe not. If you don't believe him, then you will believe a lie. If you don't believe the truth, you will believe a lie. Come on, somebody. So you got to be careful about what you allow to, uh, what you absorb in your, in, your, in your mind and in your heart. Because guess what? Once it's large in there, it stays in there. Come on, somebody. And you fool around and it's got to be cast out. Huh? Romans chapter 1. We'll read a few verses in here. Starting at the 21st verse. Romans chapter 1, 21st verse said, Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were they thankful, but became vain in their imagination, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Good God Almighty. They recognized and they knew he was God, but they didn't give him no honor. They did not glorify him. As God. And they gave him no thanks. Lord have mercy. Too often the, the, the devil got the world so full that they thinking they, they, they obtaining everything on their own. I did this. I did that. You've been tricked. You've been set up for failure. Come on somebody. Because you're going to either be operating up under one spirit or the other. You got to be operating under the spirit of the Lord and you got to be operating under the spirit of the enemy. And the spirit of the enemy, hey, he operates in the world. Amen. Amen. You know, you'd be surprised, folks, that the soul they sold for fame. Soul they sold for riches. Amen. You'd be surprised. And you, and you see them, you're talking about, boy, they were... They really got it going on. They really going. <laughs> they really going. That's for certain. You know, and, 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 and the devil is looking for folks that's willing to sell out to him. He can get you what you want. But guess what? You're going to get a seal on you too. You're going to get a seal of doom. So guess what? You have to do all your heaven living here on earth. Because where you going, it won't be none. So, he said, professing themselves to be wise, they became foolish. Have you ever seen somebody that just know everything? Huh? You can't tell them nothing. They, they, they got the inside scoop on everything. 
And, and, and the scripture says they claim to be wise, but they came fools, too smart for their own self. You know what those saying, Mama used to say, just too smart for your own britches. You can be too smart, and, and, and guess what? There's some folks out there professing that they know so much about religion, and guess what? And the thing about it, the, the, the scripture speaks against them because they don't abide in the scripture. Because you know what they say and don't abide in it, you just as worse off as them that don't even know it. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Changing the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like unto corruptible man. And to birds and the four-footed beasts and creeping things. They're going to make other things a God. Build them a God. They build gods in Egypt. Huh? That could not save. Come on, somebody. Even, and, 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 and the thing about it is, we have to be very careful. I noticed that uh, when me and the wife were watching Ten Commandments, I noticed that even when you are in God, you still got to be careful that you are not swayed by the thoughts uh, of other people. Here was Aaron. He was a prophet. And he got persuaded by the people to make a golden calf for God. Wow. And the people had persuaded him to take all the earrings and the gold and stuff and melt it down and, 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 and make them a golden calf. And call it a god. And guess what happened? And after they did that, everything went on in the camp. Huh? Twosome, threesome, foursome. Come on, somebody. Drunk, they, they did it all. Amen. Just because they got persuaded to go in another direction, amen, and, 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 and forgot about the God that they served, the God that brought them out of Egypt. Wow. God said they ate, they drink, and they ate, and they got up and played. So, be careful how you allow folks to persuade your thinking concerning God. If it don't, if, if it don't line up with the word of God, nine times out of ten, it ain't true. Come on, somebody. Wherefore, God gave, look what God did. So, God gave them up to uncleanliness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Wow. Look how the devil played on them. Amen. He played on them to the point, Lamont, that the men started looking good to the men. And the women started looking good to the women. Come on now. And they came out of, when they came out of Egypt, they came out of Egypt male and female. When they got in the wilderness and started playing with God, they started being male 
male, male, and woman, woman. My Lord. <laughs> yeah. So, don't tell me that somebody was born with this spirit. No, you received that spirit. You accepted that spirit. Come on, somebody. Because God made you what you is, you decided to make the change by the spirit that you allowed to speak to you. Come on, somebody. So don't tell me that uh, uh, I was born like this and God know. No, you wasn't born like that. You need to get that spirit out of you. Come on now. You need to get that spirit. You need to get that. Uh, uh, um, what was it? Um, Solomon and Gomorrah out of you. Come on now. Huh? Because that's where that spirit comes from. Come on now. So then he said that. Uh, look what he said. I gave them up to uncleanliness through the lust of their own heart. To dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Yeah. Amen. So that means if it's a woman and a woman, they dishonor their body. Yeah. If it's a man and a man, they dishonor their body. Yeah. God said, I gave them up to that. Woo. And look what he said. Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. My God, my God. That they served the creature more than they did the creator? So you got to watch who you following, creatures. Huh? Come on now. God said one thing and you, you, you taking the advice of somebody else to say something different than God said. God said you, you, you worshiping the creature more than you are the creator. I made this thing. I established this thing. Huh? I'm the creator of the whole world. And you can't follow what I say? Come on now. Amen. If you would, go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. I'm going to get right on it so we won't be delayed. So you get to catch up with me. I'm going to start at verse 3. It says, let no man deceive you by any means. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition. Guess what? Christianity is going to start falling away. Look at it. Believing in God is almost getting to its lowest turn. And when I said believing, I'm talking about by faith. And when it gets to the lowest term, guess what? Then the son of perdition is going to be revealed. The son of doom. The son of lawlessness. The Antichrist has got to come on the scene. When the church gets so low, the Antichrist is going to come on the scene and try to lift y'all back up his way. Because we're going to be too busy following it. 
Amen. So, then he said, who opposes and exalt himself above all that is called God or that is worship, so that he, as God, sitting in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. He's going back to Jerusalem. Oh, when that happened, when that happened, when that happened. It's been to be a mess. It's been to be a mess. Huh? When the Antichrist come and he go back to the temple and sit in the temple and call himself God. Wow. The world going to be in trouble. Amen. So, fifth verse says, David said, Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. So look how long ago it was when Paul told them these things. Huh? We're a whole lot closer to this scripture here than it was when Paul first told the Thessalonians. Huh? And he said, and now you know what withhold it, he, that he might be revealed in his time. It is the church that's holding him back. The Antichrist is not going to appear right now because the church has got him at bay. The, I, I'm talking about, now he's talking about the Antichrist, the, the Antichrist spirit, they're all over. I'm talking about the man. The man that the Antichrist, who the devil going to give all of his powers to. The church has got him held at bay. Oh, you ought to thank God for the church. <laughs> we ought to thank God for the church. Come on, somebody. You, you ought to be saying, yeah, the church got that rascal. He can't do nothing long as the church is here. Come on now. But guess here, guess what? He can't do nothing because the church is here, but everybody running from the church. Huh? He can't do nothing because the church is here and God can't get folks to come to the church. That's where the safe haven is. That's where your deliverance is. Come on, somebody. The devil got you running in the opposite direction. Telling you, oh, I don't believe, I don't believe that old little old religion stuff. You're going to believe something. Come on, somebody. You, 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 you ain't going to have a dumbfounded mind. You're going to believe something. So it said, for the mystery of iniquity do already work. Only he who let will let until he is taken out of the way. For the mystery of lawlessness that's hidden principles are rebellious against constituted authority. Look at this thing, y'all. Look at can you just see, look at what's, what's going on in, 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 uh, in, in Washington, D.C. Rebelling against constituted authority. Right here in America. Something that we had not been seeing before. Nobody ever bucked up against the White House and the Capitol. 
But guess what? They wasn't afraid at all. They was going there to kill. Woo. Come on now. My Lord. Wow. Look what, look, look, look. Look what persuasion one man had on a nation. This past president revived hatred in America. It was at his lowest point till he took over and he raised the bar back up. Now hatred is floating everywhere. Asian hatred now. Come on, somebody. Guy uses his car as a battering ram to kill at the Capitol. And then got out with a knife. And would you get out with a knife before it got gone? Huh? He said, and then shall the wicked be revealed whom the Lord will consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him, listen to this one, whose coming is after the work of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. He's going to have a whole lot of food, folks, food. Huh? He's going to show you some powers. Don't you ever forget that Satan is not just the man. He is a spiritual being. He is a fallen angel. Come on, somebody. And he's going to show people powers and signs and wonders, and they're going to be calling it God. And they're going to flock to him. Come on now. I was looking in Romans chapter 6, and it said... Verse 12 said, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourself unto God, those that are alive from the dead. We are those that are alive from the dead. We was dead. We got new birth through Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. Then he said, but, and your members as instruments of righteousness under God. We got to know what we're doing with these limbs. Come on, y'all. Our eyes, our mouth, our hands, our feet, and other parts of our body. Those are instruments. And God said for us to use those instruments as unto, instruments unto God. Righteousness under God. Amen. Then he said, know you not that, oh, this is one now. Know you not that to whom you yield yourself servant to obey. This servant you are whom you obey. Oh, we had another doc. We had another daddy. Huh? Come on, somebody. God had to rescue us from him. Huh? Because we were falling up under the we were falling up under the father of all lies. 
And he said, whether sin unto death or unto obedience unto righteousness. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. We had to be bought. Come on, somebody. We had to be bought and brought back by God. And it was by his precious blood. First Timothy 4 and 1 said, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter time some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirit and doctrines of devils. Good God Almighty. So we, it, it still showed that we're still being put under an attack, a spiritual attack, trying to get a seal of disapproval on us that we can displease God. So, I'm going to skip down to the seal of God. The seal of God is a spiritual process invisible to the human eye, which is now in operation until the day of redemption is finished. At the close of grace period on earth, every saint of God must have this seal. You got to have this seal of promise. Working in your life. The seal of God preserved you until the day of redemption. The seal of God is a stamp of approval by the infilling of the Holy Ghost. This sets the seal of God's righteousness on your life. While consecrating you to the work of God while you live. This consecration life brings you into God's holiness. By the washing of water, by the blood of Jesus Christ, by the renewing of your mind to the righteousness of God. The seal of God transformed you by the renewing of your mind and perfecting you in the will of God. The old man, the old you must be put away and the new man must be born again. Amen. He must be, he must appear uh, to the pleasing of God, that the seal of God bringing about spiritual transfusion of the blood of Jesus Christ. When God see you, it's not you he's looking for, but he's looking for the blood of Jesus Christ that is covering you. Amen. When I look at 1 Timothy 2 and 19, it said, nevertheless, the foundation of God stands assured, having this seal, that the Lord knoweth them that are his, and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. It's not too late. We need to depart. Come on, somebody. We need to get out of it while the getting is good. Because we don't know when the last day going to come. We don't know when the last hour day going to come. Come on now. You do now. You do know there are some folks that, that uh, 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 went to bed and went to sleep and still didn't wake up the next morning. Huh? You know, and some declare that they died in their sleep. What if one of us died in our sleep and have not departed from iniquity? Ain't nothing we can do to change it, is it? 
Huh? And he said, the foundation of God standing sure. And what he said, having this seal. You need the seal of God. I need the seal of God. Come on now. If we're going to make it up out of here, look here. When the angels come from the four corners of the world, they got to see that seal. If they don't see that seal, they don't care nothing about how much you shout. They don't care how much tongue you speaking in. If they don't see the seal of God on you, you're going to be left behind. And the seal of God is going to be God's righteousness. It's still, you get the Holy Ghost, but it's still got to be based on your lifestyle. Make sense? So, Matthew 24 and 24 said, For there shall rise false Christs, false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, Look at now, now, now check this here out. In there's so much that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect, those that has the seal. If it were possible, this this illusion is gonna be so strong. This illusion is gonna be so powerful that God said, if it was possible. They will fool the very elect. My God. The one that is close to God. Huh? Look how close Aaron was. And they persuaded him to build a God. God said, if it was possible, he'll get you too. Huh? His illusion will get all of us if it was possible. But look what God said behind it. And he said, in the, in the 31st verse, he said, And he shall send his angels with a great sound of the trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect. That's the one that is sealed. God sealed on them. From the four winds, from one end of heaven, to the other. He going to gather those that God. And when you say elect. Guess what? You can also say select. Those that God has selected. Huh, and put his seal on them. An invisible seal. That the angels from the four corners of the world. Would know it when they see it. They ain't going to pick up nobody by mistake. Come on, somebody. And they ain't going to leave nobody that's got the seal. So, when you look at Romans chapter 8, it says in the ninth verse, But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. So, if so be that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Now if any man. Now listen to this one. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ. He is none of him. The Spirit of Christ is the Holy Ghost. It was Jesus that said. That it is expedient that I go. Because if I do not go. 
the comforter will not come. So he had to leave for the Holy Ghost to take his place. Come on, somebody. So he said that, um, and if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him, listen in, that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwell in you. So guess what? The Holy, when it come down to time, Holy Ghost got to quicken you. He got to quicken you and ready to go. At the spare of a moment, you got to be ready to go. Come on, somebody. So guess what? It is very important that you get the Holy Ghost and protect the Holy Ghost that's in you. Not that the Holy Ghost needs protection, but you need to protect him in you. You hear what I'm saying? And you've got to protect him in you by not allowing another spirit to get in there. Because once they get in there, the Holy Ghost gets out. Yeah, man. And guess what? It will be, and at some point, you got to thank God for allowing you to get back in because if he don't let you get back in, then your shape is going to be seven times worse because guess what? The Holy Ghost left your house and didn't come back. Hmm. Wow. That's a true fact. Huh? If you if you ever been there and you and you got out and God let you back in, but before you got back in, you were worse than what you are. Come on now. So now you see why. You got to protect the Holy Ghost that's in you by not allowing other spirits to get in you because when they do, the Holy Ghost leaves out. They, they both ain't no occupy the same body. Amen. So, he said, for you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. Yes, we do. When we allow the Holy Ghost to get kicked out, you go back under the spirit of bondage. You're a prisoner again. Come on, somebody. You're a slave to sin again. And whatever sin wants you to do, that's what you're going to do. But you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we... Now, look here. Spirit of adoption. You're not. You're not a Jew. You're not. The, you're not the nation of Israel. You have received a spirit of adoption. So guess what? If you're gonna be in God's family, you gotta make sure your adoption process go through. Come on, somebody. 
Because when he turned back to the nation of Israel, all the adoption stops. Huh? And if you didn't get your adoption papers straightened out before then, guess what? You go back into the system. And the system is the world. Come on, somebody. So you, you, you see how it's very advantageous that we don't play with this thing and try to get it straight and get it right so that we can have our privileges rights? Because if you don't get your adoption complete, guess what? You have no rights. That makes sense. If I'm going to adopt you and it don't go through, you don't have the right to call me dad. Huh? Because the state don't recognize. You got to make sure heaven recognizes that you've been adopted. Come on now. Come on now. You, you, you got you to make sure that God knows that you have been adopted by the blood of Jesus Christ. You got to know you are a product of his soul. Yes, yes. God got to know this. I don't care what these nuts out there tell you. God has got to know that you are a product of of Jesus Christ. Amen. So. He said. Whereby we cry. Our father. The spirit itself. Bear witness with our spirit. That we are the children of God. The Holy Ghost. Has got to bear witness. That you belong to God. If the Holy Ghost ain't bearing the witness, you need to check out which one you let in. Amen. We can go through life pretending or we can go through life not needing. We can go through this life, I'm all right, but at the end, you got to have every I dot and every T cross. Or heaven ain't going to recognize you. Care what people say. When you leave here, I don't care if they say, well, Larry Bean got his wings. How do they know what I got? Huh? I ain't seen them one of them go to heaven and come back and tell somebody who's up there. Come on now. Only person that knows where you're going when you lay flat is God himself. And one thing for certain, you ain't up there. You're in a holding place. And where he's holding you at, you got to ask him, Lord, where you going to hold me at? Uh, Make sure he don't say hell. <laughs> huh? Because you know the hell is one of the holding spots. It's not the final destination. It's a holding spot. Come on now. So, 1 John chapter 3 says, 
Behold, verses 1, Behold what manner of love the Father had bestowed upon us, that we should be called sons of God. Man, that's a privilege right there. Huh? And the only way that we can be called sons of God is to get our seal. Huh? And he said, therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Well, why did you go to, well, go to folk that don't know him? Why would we go to folk that don't even know what the words say or what it means? Come on, somebody. You go get the advice from the wrong folks. Come on now. He said, because they knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it do not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. I want to see him. Huh? He said, they don't yet appear what you're going to be like. <laughs> That's something God didn't kept to himself. He said, well, I got something special for you, but you don't know what you're going to look like when you get here. But guess what? You ain't going to find out if you don't get here. You got to get here to find out how you going to appear before God. Come on now. And he's talking, he said, I'm talking to the sons of God. I'm talking to my people. It, not, it do not yet appear to my people how they going to be until they get here. He said, but one thing for certain, you're going to be like me. Good God Almighty. Huh? So that's one thing you can rest assured of is you're going to be like me. Anybody in here don't want to be like Jesus Christ? Come on, somebody. Are you still chasing Mike? And every man that had this hope in him purify himself even as him. So every man that had this hope got to work on himself. We got work to do. Come on now. We got to get rid of all the negativity. Amen. We got to think positive about this thing. Come on now. Paul said if you ain't got no joy, leave for it. That means, don't be walking around here as a child of God, sad with your head hung down all the time. Come on. Huh? Ain't no all in your crawl. Come on now. You ought to have something to be thankful for. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes, sir. Yeah. Being out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Know him as God, but they don't glorify him as God. Absolutely. They, they don't. In they, 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 uh, they got all this other stuff that they're pushing up 
before God. And so that's, that's the danger in listening to somebody and not examining their lifestyle. Because your lifestyle is actually shows whether you really believe in God or not. Right, absolutely. And, and, and a lot of times when, when folk uh, start uh, giving, listening to folks in their opinion, they're not looking at, okay, I hear what you're saying, but your lifestyle is telling me something else. So you know him as God, but you don't glorify him as God. Right. You don't reverence God as being God. And see, that's a lot of that is what's happening in the church. Absolutely. Because there's so many opinions that are out there. And, 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 and uh, uh, people have their popular preachers and all their other things, but they don't lay down their life according to the word of God. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be where we're going to be judged at. Right. Whether we really... Uh, uh, obey him. And I was I was I was reading something uh, the other day, and it said, "If your love is actually depends on your relationship, mm -hmm. and if you don't love God, you're gonna have a raggedy relationship. Mm -hmm. Like folks that say they're married, but they don't love their spouse, so they think of reasons to cheat mm -hmm. rather than reasons to be faithful." Mm -hmm. And so now we we we're in a generation that thinks of more ways to to cheat and more ways to get away with not doing what we know we need to do for God. But uh, then we want to be able to tell folks and justify mm -hmm. where we are. Mm -hmm. Amen. Absolutely. John fifteen. Verse 26 says, But when the comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceeded from the Father, he shall testify of me. So if your spirit is in you ain't testifying of Jesus Christ, you got the wrong one. Uh, if the Holy Ghost is not testifying of Jesus Christ in you. You got the wrong spirit. You got the wrong seal. Come on, somebody. You've been misled. Amen. As one would say, you've been hoodwinked. Come on now. And they tell you, you don't need the Holy Ghost at night for this day. Somebody lying to you. Because you don't need the Holy Ghost in this day. How you going to get up? The same spirit that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead has got to quicken you. So how are you going to get up? You're going to be jumping, but you ain't going nowhere. Come on now. John 16 verse 7 said, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. So it's important. Jesus letting you know now that it's important for you to get the Holy Ghost. I can't stay here because if I stay here, you can't get it. Come on, y'all. I got to depart and send it back. Amen. So it's, 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 it's important that I leave here. In order for you to get the spirit of God. 
Wow. When Jesus was walking, he could only be in one place at one time. When the Holy Ghost comes, he can be everywhere at all times. You need the all-time spirit. You need the everywhere spirit. Come on, somebody. You need the very present spirit. The omnipotent spirit. Come on, somebody. Amen. So, don't let folks tell you that the Holy Ghost is not important in your life. And, and, and guess what? And if you don't stop watering it, you need to pull your water hose back out. Huh? Because you need to get the Holy Ghost back to growing in you. Because you don't get it to growing in you, you're going to get stagnant. Come on now. And if you get stagnant, guess what? You ain't going to grow. And if you don't grow, it's a possibility you might miss your seal. Come on, somebody. Because Jesus said, when I return to the earth, I'm looking to find faith in the earth. And guess what? Trying to have faith without the Holy Ghost. Huh? It ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. You can holler, I got faith all you want. But if you ain't got faith by the Holy Ghost, it ain't going to work. Come on, somebody. Because the book is right. You got to have somebody to lead and guide you to all truth. Huh? Come on now. So you got to have the spirit of truth to get the seal. If you don't wear God's seal, you will wear the other seal. Ain't no two ways about it. Amen. So, he said it was expedient for you, not for him. It's expedient for you that Jesus go. They probably were saying, Lord, don't leave us. I got to go. If I don't go, you ain't going to get saved. If I don't go, you ain't going to make it. Because I got to send the spirit back for you to make it. You seem to be okay while you walking with me, but I got I, I got to leave here. Yeah. Come on, somebody. I got a destination. I got a job to do. I got folks to die for. And if I don't die for them, they cannot be saved. That's right. He was already being rejected by the nation of Israel. So guess what? It was expedient for the Gentile that he go. Woo! Woo. Because if he didn't go, the Gentiles was not going to be saved. So it's expedient for you to get the Holy Ghost. And it's expedient for you to keep in water. Come on, somebody. It ain't enough just to get it and then lay down on it. The Holy Ghost has got to keep working in you. Jesus said, it's for you that I, I go. Yes. Huh? I'm reminded in uh, the book of Revelation, chapter 7, verse 2 through 4, it said, And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having, what did he say? Having the seal of the living God. Yes. My God, my... It, in, 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 in John's revelation, I imagine that probably he, he could see the angel look 